Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from GoldenBlack.com, accompanied as always by my turn signal, live in my car, uh, driving back from Mackey Arena, this time following Purdue 63 to 44, game two win over Austin P in Mackey Arena. Uh, this is your Golden Black Radio Express post game podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at Purdue Federal Credit Union, the Sand Valley Golf Resort, which sounds wonderful right now on this 31 degree evening. Uh, AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, the Whitaker Inn, which I'll be driving past here shortly, and the uh, East End Grill and Ripple and Company. I ate there last night. The East End Burger was sublime as always, and uh, I hope next time you're in town you uh, swing by there as well. So Purdue wins 63 to 44. What a live read that was, man. Uh, 63 to 44 over Austin P. The 63, you know, is a number that maybe you look at and say, hey, what's going on here? Uh, You know, Purdue, in games like this, normally teams like Purdue are up in the 80s, 90s, whatever it might be. Uh, Simple simple explanation there. Purdue missed its first 16 three-pointers. You know, I think they were a little bit loose with the basketball in the first half turn the ball over maybe a few more times than they would have liked, even though you're going to have to live with some things this year as you break in new guards and new ball handlers, new decision makers, so on and so forth. But Purdue did miss 16 straight three-pointers to open the game. Now, when you look at the Milwaukee game, the first game of the season, Zach Eady, Caleb First, and Trey Kaufman ran in your front court uh, were 8 of 23 on two-point field goals. The sorts of shots where those guys – are probably going to combine to shoot 60% this year, if not even better than that. Um, so you looked at that as outlier shooting. And then tonight, Zach Eady goes like 11 to 12 from the floor, some such thing, and the balance, the universe balances itself out. I think you got to look at, you know, Purdue's 0 for 16 start from three-point range as another outlier, kind of one of those nights Uh, I thought all the shots were fine. I thought all the guys taking the shots can make the shots that they were missing. It's just kind of one of those things. The three-pointer is a fickle little uh, you-know-what. But I think this time of year, anything that looks like an outlier isn't an outlier until proven to be. And, you know, I think Purdue's going to be a fine shooting team, and I think, you know, I think on their worst nights, they're better than this still. But, uh you know, obviously, you know, Purdue has a lot of new guys taking shots now and a lot of guys who don't have a lot of college experience. They don't have as much experience, maybe in some cases, taking the sorts of shots they're going to be taking this year. Uh, so Purdue is obviously going to want to fare a lot better in that uh, phase of the game than they did tonight. I don't have to tell you that going 2 of 18 from three-point range is not ideal. Uh, so I don't even know why I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this other than to say that I think this is probably an outlier and Purdue is going to have to do a lot better uh, than it did tonight. And I think it probably will, but it's going to have to prove itself. I think that uh, there's a lot about this team that still has to be proven. And one of it is being consistent from long range. As I mentioned before, there's a lot of newness here uh, that has to establish itself. And tonight marked a little bit of the turbulence that this team is bound to encounter here in November and December, especially uh, shooting the ball pretty well against Milwaukee to shooting the ball very poorly uh, tonight against Austin P. One of those nights where it's awful good to have a seven foot four, 300 pound uh, giant 
at center, who also happens to be a very good basketball player. And that was uh, obviously Zach Eady. You know, Purdue could have missed every three-pointer took tonight, and they could have taken ten more of them and uh, missed all those too. And you know, uh, Austin P still would not have had even anything resembling an answer for Zach Eady. Uh, Austin P did go one-on-one with Eady. Um, I don't think that had anything to do with them dedicating extra attention to the three-point shooters and thus the three-point shooter struggling. I think Purdue just missed shots. Um, but Austin P basically did kind of concede uh, a robust stat line to Zach Eady tonight. And Zach Eady reminded everyone, if you do that, I'm going to go get huge numbers on you, and I'm going to dominate you, and I'm going to make you look as helpless as I possibly can. And that's exactly what he did to Austin P. Again, 11 of 12 from the floor. Drew nine fouls, finished with 30 points, I think. Um, but also played a career-high 31 minutes and was still playing well and still was highly effective at the very end of this game. That is notable. Uh, you know, I don't think Purdue is necessarily going to ask Zach Eady for 31 points. I'm sorry, 31 minutes every single night. I don't think they necessarily need to. I think, uh, I think 25 really high-level minutes a game from him is certainly fine. I think there are going to be games where Caleb First and Trey Kaufman ran have things going, too, where – there's not going to be a lot of drop-off from, from the first unit to the second unit. Uh, but I think there's going to be nights, too, where you're going to have a mashup or whatever it might be, or Edie's just feeling it. You're going to want him out there and him being able to show that he can play 31 minutes effectively You know, speaks volumes about his conditioning, speaks volumes about how far he's come as a physical being as well as a basketball player. Um, you know, Some circumstances played in tonight. Trey Kaufman ran, picked up some fouls. Um, you know, things like that, uh, that he played as many minutes as he did. But he played those minutes, and he played them well. And that's that's a very encouraging sign for Purdue, um, among a couple of very encouraging signs for Purdue tonight. Obviously, the offense didn't click the way you want the offense to click, almost exclusively because of the three-point shooting. Uh, again, I covered that before, that probably being an outlier. Uh, again, you could have trimmed a couple of turnovers off the top there. I thought Braden Smith had some ups and downs in his decision-making tonight, as freshman guards always are going to. Uh, I think that's something that you're going to be constantly reminded of in these podcasts and post-game reports and things, that there's going to be ups and downs with these guards. It's just the nature of being young at this level of basketball. So don't overreact in either direction to anything you see from either Braden Smith or Fletcher Lawyer um, or any other young players or new players that you see uh, out there. Um, but I think Purdue played good defense tonight. I think, you know, Purdue still has a long way to go keeping the ball in front of it, uh, containing the dribble, uh, so on and so forth. But I thought Purdue was solid. I think Austin P has some real limitations offensively, uh, you know, for one thing. But I think Purdue, generally speaking, was pretty solid and pretty consistent from a defensive perspective tonight. And that's really that's really the first battle you have to win to winning this war with, uh, you know, from a defensive perspective. I don't know what I mean by when I say produce out war with defense. That doesn't make any sense. But I'm just saying the first step toward the solution, you know, to Purdue being the sort of defensive team it wants to be is to just be steady and consistent. Consistently steady, if you will. Um, that's something where they've been turbulent for the last several years. Uh, I think if you can just get to a place where you're okay more often than not and you're consistently okay, I think you can build off of that. But I think that's where Purdue has to get. And I think they're ahead of the game in that regard because I think two games in a row now they've been okay and they have 
they have been consistently okay. I think there were some transition defense breakdown, breakdowns in the first game. Um, but I don't think there were a whole lot of breakdowns tonight. I'm sure there were. I just, you know, in real time, uh, my eye couldn't necessarily dissect those things. I'll go back and watch the video, as I'm sure Purdue already has. Um, and we'll find plenty of fault in some things. But I think Purdue's starting point here defensively is better than it was last year. You know, as, as Zach Eady said after the game astutely, uh, I think that, you know, Purdue last year at this time was just not scoring people and you know, paying very little mind to defense. Uh, this team does not have that luxury, nor would that this team probably exercise that luxury if it had it. Uh, so I think, you know, Purdue's got self-awareness enough to know here that they're going to have to pay attention defensively. They're going to have to be attentive, all of that stuff. And I think you're seeing a higher floor for Purdue defensively this year than you saw at this time a year ago. Again, comparing this year's team to last year's team is a fool's errand because there are two entirely different teams. But I think Purdue is starting off in a pretty solid place defensively, probably still not where Purdue would want to be ideally, but I don't, I'm not sure Purdue will ever be where Matt Painter wants them defensively because that's kind of his baby. And I don't think he's ever going to talk about his team like it's where it needs to be from a defensive perspective. But I think you saw a lot of positives in this game from a defensive perspective. Individually, I think this was a big element game for Purdue. I think the toughness and the competitiveness David Jenkins is going to bring to this team were apparent tonight after he had that monstrosity of a black eye drained yesterday. He didn't practice for a week. He didn't have to be out there. Uh, he was out there, and he seemed to seemed to fit in okay, seemed to compete, made Purdue's first three-pointer uh, inside the eight-minute mark of the second half. Just uh, kind of a gutsy performance by him that he deserves a lot of credit for. I think from an energy perspective, I think Caleb first really affected this game. Uh for the better for Purdue, and I think that's a big deal. And I think when you look at, you know, Purdue's collective uh, providers of energy, I think you start, and I don't want to say you finish, but you start with the four position where uh, Mason Gillis is always that guy, Caleb First is always going to be that guy, and Trey Kaufman Ren is certainly becoming that sort of player as well. I think those three guys, coupled with, you know, probably Braden Smith, even though he's young, I think the spirit he plays with is a big deal for this team. Uh, but I think they've got some things going there, too, from, from an energy perspective, from a, from a spark perspective, whatever it may be. And that really showed up tonight. Caleb first, uh, that first half, uh, he just, it was tangible. And you could, you could kind of feel it in the Mac Arena crowd, too. Purdue appreciates the sorts of things Caleb first was doing tonight and will appreciate it all year long. And I think that's, that's going to be a big deal for Purdue because Purdue, you know, needs the big things to fall in place this season. They need Zach Eady to be great. They need some of these freshmen collectively to be really good. They need solid guard play. They need to be better defensively. But they need some of this elemental stuff to to emerge as well. They need some of that toughness. They need some of that competitiveness. They need some of that glue. The selflessness is going to take care of itself because this team naturally has that. But I think some of what Caleb first gave you tonight and what Mason Gillis gives you consistently – I think that's something that can really, really make this team something more than the sum of its parts as well. Um, so that's kind of what I got here from Purdue's 63-44 to win over Austin P. Thank you to our sponsors, the Purdue Federal Credit Union, um, the Sand Valley Golf Resort. Uh, you, you're going to have to bear with me here while I memorize these things. They're all new this year. 
uh, AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, the Whitaker Inn, which I just drove by. Thankfully, they kept their deer on their property uh, tonight. Not, I'm just kidding, of course. They have a lot of deer on their property because it's a lovely property and lots of wildlife. And uh, the East End Grill and Ripple and Company. So, thank you to them for their for their uh, promotional considerations, their sponsorship, their support, whatever it may be. And I will talk to you guys again on I think it's Tuesday night when Purdue plays its first marquee game of the non-conference season against Marquette. A marquee game against Marquette. How about that? I just thought of that. Thanks, everybody.